Off the ball. You two lads are from Leinster, so it's no wonder you're given out with the provincial championship. I don't want to take away the provinces. Who grew the geographical line back in the day? It's because of the way that the provinces are broken up. Subscribe to the OTBGAA podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. We're continuing the post-mortem on Galway's exit uh, in the championship and the draw has been made. Galway aren't in it. I'm delighted to say Gary Sykes is with us. Right, sorry for your troubles, Gary. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, bad Monday morning. Um, do you know what happened, Jess? Have you, have you clarified in your own mind why you're gone? No. And I watched it back again yesterday even trying to figure out where where everything went wrong after halftime, but uh, couldn't put my finger on one one item. Um, so it was this uh, an entire systems failure was it the the conglomeration of injuries that you had over the course of the year finally catching up a little bit and I think to be fair to Mayo as well the the goal came at a great time for them and it brought a lot of momentum I think they they shuffled their deck very well Uh, I saw their lineup at the start and I was quietly confident because I thought even bringing on the Matthew Wands and the Killian O'Connors and stuff I thought hopefully we'd actually be out of sight and to be fair I thought we had chances in the first half to be out of sight um, but uh, it just felt lovely even Killian O'Connor came on when he did and kicked the point he did it just felt Mayo's momentum was, was much stronger and they um, they finished out barred the scramble at the end They're, they were reasonably comfortable keeping the ball Shane Walsh's performance uh, has to be a bit of a concern Gary doesn't it I mean last couple of weeks he hasn't been great but the, the free take in, in particular there was one or, one or two certainly in the first half that you're like this is this is huge especially with the wind yeah, the the one at the top of the D in his right foot in particular. Um, mm. It was a real sucker punch for the, for for the team. It took a lot of uh, window to people's sales, and it took window to his sales as well. He just didn't get get going at, at all, and they weren't ones that they they're, they're stuff he does in his sleep. Um, I was even surprised that some of them on the left, that Matthew Tierney didn't have a cut at one or two of them because he's a great kicker of the ball, but it just didn't didn't go for Shane at all yesterday. And and for Galway to be at the races and really in the game, they needed Shane to be to be in full flight. And unfortunately, it was a, a repeat of what happened in Carrick and Shannon for him. It just didn't click at all. And in fairness, it took courage on his behalf to to keep going after that ball and keep trying to kick those frees. But at some stage yesterday, someone maybe had to say, look, let's give Matthew or Paul Connery a shot at these. But it just didn't happen for him, unfortunately. Is that just the end of a long season for him, do you think, with, with Kilmacud as well, that maybe he's... He's tired or, or mentally drained or, or can you put your finger on what that might be about? It has to be an aspect in it, definitely. I, I wouldn't give him a pass for it. Um, we've done long seasons. I understand what the long season is. Uh, but Shane hasn't done that long season before. That's 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 one thing that, has, that stands out for him. Um, now he got a nice break. He went to Australia and missed a bit of the league and stuff. Um, was that detrimental to getting him a flow of games and getting him going? Possibly. Um, it's definitely his longest season he's ever done and uh, I think to be honest with you he did look a bit jaded yesterday um, but I'm not giving him a pass on it because he's such a huge athlete he should have been able to to sort that out and to, to get his performances going and I think the other thing that, that's the problem for Shane at the moment and maybe now after this season it mightn't be but the level he hit last season was absolutely outrageous um, it was way beyond, it was above the clouds it was it was mad stuff altogether in the other final last year and maybe we're still pitching him at that um, it took him a season to get to that level last year and we were kind of expecting that every day from him, which is unfair. But uh, that said, um, yesterday's performance just, just wasn't anywhere near good enough for, for a player of his his, uh, his magnitude for Galway. We did feel like Galway had real strength and depth that would be able to deal with the injury issues that were going to come down the stretch and particularly in this run of games. But ultimately, they didn't just have enough strength and depth. Is that fair? 
Yeah, I think so. Um, it comes with it. It's two double-edged sword. I think you missed Liam Stade, Kieran Malloy, uh, Dylan McHugh, Damien, Sean Kelly wasn't right yesterday. Um, that's a fair cohort of the All-Ireland team that played in Crow Park last year. Uh, it's a fair whack. And as good and all as the bench was and as many players you played over the league, uh, you're trying to replace some big hitters there. Um, Sean, it, w- it was huge courage yesterday what he tried to do. Um, it was clear that though that he wasn't anywhere near. The one time he got forward, we got Matthew in for a goal. Um, but he, his energy and his his line-breaking ability was missing big time yesterday. And as hard and all as Damien tried as well in the first half, he was dangerous to a point. And then when he went off at half time, the, the, that big ball inside stopped. And those are big, big, big players. I'm not sure um, anyone can, could, could replace them. And, and uh, it was definitely part of the problem for Galway yesterday. Yeah, I thought Sean Kelly was in, in the shout for player of the year if, if Galway were to keep going and, and reach a final again, for example. And so his injury is, is so cruel because his form was cresting to that level again where he was playing as well as he'd ever played. Absolutely, and he's one of these players uh, that that brings on three or four with him. Um, and I think it, it, there was an adjustment for John Daly as well yesterday. John has been doing a role there for us in the last uh, eighteen months. That's been fantastic and a key linchpin in the system that was working. And he got changed around yesterday as well and didn't really help. But Sean's running ability with the ball and the areas he goes into and the danger he brings—it's a goal chance every time he breaks the forty-five on the opposition's forty-five. Um, and that was missing yesterday. And and. Like we can't underestimate how, how big a problem it was. As I said, the one time he broke the forty-five pro- properly yesterday, Matthew Tierney was in one a moment with Colin Reap, and uh, that may have happened a few more times um, had Sean been right. But these are these are, are valid points, but they're not excuses. Mayo did a good job yesterday, and our record against them in, in Pear Stadium is not good. Is there a concern, Gary, that that leaders didn't step up for Galway in the second half? I think James Horn made reference to to maybe the likes of Kelly McDade and Paul Conroy as players who who, who did perform well yesterday, but. In that second half especially, would you like to see more leadership from, from certain elements of the Galway team? Uh, possibly, but like you have to flip the coin and look at it in the first half as well. You could say the same of Mayo. They kicked three points and a half and that win couldn't be underestimated yesterday. It was extreme difficult conditions and it was a difficult game because both teams knew exactly what had to be done. Um, Pierce Stadium has a tendency to do this. It brings teams down to a level where it turns into a pigeon shoot and it ends up being a, a 9-10 or 11-10. And I think Galway... The leadership in the first half was very, very strong. Like they, they had players coming up, kicking points. They had last taken ownership. They put in big hits. They made big turnovers. Um, outside of Tommy Conroy, no one really looked like cutting through anyone uh, in the first half. And the second half just didn't didn't come right. And and them shots that were that were floating on, I, I still thought there was a couple of shots on the second half. I'd love to have seen last take them on and have a go, but they just didn't. And they were trying to be careful and safe with the ball because it was tense. I think we can't uh, we can't dismiss the fact that both teams were coming in on the back of a loss as well. Um, and for Smart's references, references yesterday that both teams were playing with an edge it was almost a jitteriness in, in some of the stuff they were doing for the first half hour 40 minutes and I think that fed into fed into the game yesterday and towards the end uh, Mayo showed, showed a lot of uh, a lot of shakiness towards the end and I think it definitely took a bit of cut a bit of, a bit of energy out of Bowie's game as well um, it wasn't the highest quality game yesterday and I think uh, Galway probably had a few lads that were trying to be safe um, a few lads the inexperienced guys maybe a little bit more more so and um, ultimately ended up costing us at the end that someone didn't take a chance and, and finish off some of the chances that are presented themselves So where are we now with the Porrick Joyce era because it has been a, a wild roller coaster where at the very start there's kind of a surge of energy and belief and then obviously Covid happens and there's real concerns about whether or not the team is making any progress 
they improve the, the makeup of the backroom team and they add the steel and the grit and the defensive solidity and they reach an all Ireland final and, you know, they give Kerry as, as good as anybody gave them last year. And then this year, it feels like it's a bit of a letdown, but also it feels like the panel is bigger and broader. And, and if, you know, I, I guess, I don't know, I'm more interested, I suppose, in what you think of where we are at the moment. Yeah, I think it's um, the last last two years have been very positive from, from that point of view. We've been gathering momentum. They've got to another and final performed extremely well. We're unfortunate and probably the lack of depth was the ultimate was the ultimate Achilles heel for us last year. Um, players came back in, Peter Cook, Ian, um, you had Keen Hernan, Johnny McGrath, these guys came back in, came, came into the, the reckoning as well. I think the panel is in good shape. I think uh, Porek spoke very well after the game yesterday. He's actually talking to Tommy after, after the game. I was listening to a clip and he... He said that it wasn't as high flying as it was last year. Um, he didn't make any excuses around the injuries or bits and pieces like that. But at the same time, you could see him. He was very, he was realistic around how the season had been. It wasn't anywhere near as high flying as it was last year. Um, I don't see, I don't see a need for a change or anything like that or anything daft. I think um, if he can keep his backroom team intact and keep the panel together, I don't see why they can't keep together and drive on a little bit more. Um, the age profile of that group is quite, quite good and. I think um, there's probably one or two more hanging around out there as well that can be dragged in and, and brought on a bit. Um, you need a bit of luck every year and as far as injuries go this year, go, I did not, did not get that luck at all. I think as well next year everybody's going to understand the the value of having a good early part of the league and then tapering down a little bit and then coming back and like I, I don't know if this Galway team needs to win any more Connacht titles. Maybe, I don't know, again, interested in what your view on how important next season's Connacht Championship is going to be versus the group stages of the All-Ireland Series? Yeah, I'm on the fence with the, with the Frenchies at the moment. I don't see a whole lot of value in them uh, if you're looking to win in All-Ireland. I think if Anthony could be detrimental like this year, Galway picked up injuries along the way getting the finals and stuff and I don't know if it was a masterstroke on me. It was payoff getting caught by Roscommon down in Castlebar on the day but it seems to have fed nicely into them. They've, they've got a clean bill of health more or less with Kenny O'Connor coming back in. I, I I do think people are going to be a lot wiser next year. Um, this is their first proper run at this, trying to taper off and build up and taper off and build up. Kerry and Dublin would be interested next weekend to see how they've managed it, but um, there's definitely a learning there for Galway. All right, I don't think kind of titles are going to be um, as big in, in the in the framework if you're going to be looking at the All Ireland long term, and uh, it'll have to be something that'll be monitored, as you said. There, maybe going fast and hard in the league to try and get a preseason in taper off and then getting ready for the for the group stages and, and so on. Like the next five weeks, it's five weeks, um, it's very, very hard going and the panel is probably big enough now to do a five-week stint but is it big enough to do that from the start of the league to the end of the championship? I'm not so sure. I don't think anyone has that. It was interesting, Max Day was saying it yesterday, they were building a big panel over the league and it was for this period. Um, he didn't mention the college championship at all, surprisingly, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if that big panel they've built is, is adequate enough uh, going forward. They drop the quarterfinals for anyone who's missed it this morning. Kerry Tyrone, Armagh versus Monaghan, Derry Cork and uh, Mayo Dublin. Gary, like from based on what you've seen from Mayo, they're back in Croke Park now, albeit against the Dubs next weekend. Can they overturn the Dubs? I don't see why not. I mean, Hyperboard is going to kick off this morning. The fact that it's Dublin, they've got down there as well. They've got massive, massive confidence from yesterday and some of their big players turned up yesterday as well. Um, I thought Paddy Darkham was immense yesterday. Uh, Aidan O'Shea to be fair to him did a, did a good job in what he was doing McBride obviously got the standout score of the game yesterday they they have issues on their own kick out and I know the wind was a factor yesterday but they, they got pinned quite a bit yesterday their, their return was very very poor they're nowhere near where they were 16, 17, 18 maybe um, saying that neither are Dublin and I think 
it could be very interesting to see how they set up against Dublin, but I think it won't be much in it. Um, I don't think Dublin will have been delighted to see them come out with the draw either. Uh, they they're a crow park team. They're running the running style. Linda Hessian came on yesterday as well, and he brought a bit of bit of bite to it. Um, they do have danger, but will they be able to score enough? Is is the question? And like twelve points yesterday from Galway, and a little bit more from from Mayo is not good scoring. And and Dublin have the potential to shoot the lights out. So I don't think much in it in the end. But they they are a, a danger for Dublin next weekend for sure. Yeah, the the Dublin season so far has been really stop start as well. Like. Great against Kildare in Nottingham Park, but not great against Kildare in Croker, either of the two times they played them in the league. You know, they hammered Derry, but barely scored any points in that game because they, they scored the four goals. And I'm not sure, uh, I'm not sure Mayo are going to concede four goals against them. You'd, you'd assume their defensive solidity will, will be much better. So there is just a little window here for everybody to chisel through and take down Dublin in a way that maybe there hasn't been that sense around the dubs in previous years. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think the aura that was there previously is there now, and I don't think Mayo will buy into um, that they're the Dublin of old, even though they have a few of the bigger players back. Um, how many times have them bigger players played together since they've come back? Very little, if anything at all, between injuries and niggles, and they haven't got the quality of game they needed in order to develop Anton either. Um, so I think I think it'll be a point or two, if that, in between the two of them. They're two very similar styles as well, I think. And the matchups will be key. Uh, a Rhino Dunne, who all of a sudden becomes twice as important now in Pro Park, if Killian is back, he's going to take serious marking in Pro Park and he'd be an awful handful. And then Tommy Conroy looked very close to where he was um, pre uh, the ACL injury yesterday as well. Some of the cut and runs he made yesterday were frightening. And in Crow Park, you'd imagine the three of them together or even four or five of them forwards together to, will, be, uh, will be an awful handful for Dublin because I don't think they're as solid at the back as they were either. I'm interested to hear your, your take on the other uh, games in that draw, Gary. I guess Derry Cork, Armagh, Monaghan, and I suppose the pick of them is Kerry Tyrone. Yeah, the Kerry Tyrone one, of course, the saga goes on and, and uh, Tyrone's performance at the weekend wouldn't fill you full of uh, full of joy or anything like that. But again, they won't they won't be fearful of, of Kerry uh, in their current mood. I know they've knocked up big scores against Loud and Clare, but outside of that, and the Cork game wasn't exactly... Um, it wasn't brilliant stuff at all. Uh, so Tyrone will come with a little bit of confidence towards it, but I do expect that Kerry will have too much for them. Um, I think it's a it's probably a good draw from Jack Connor's point of view. He's going to get a, a real asset test, and if they come out of it, it could be uh, it could be a launching pad for them for the next uh, next couple of weeks. Who goes all the way? Do you think this stage? Oh, that's a that's a very very difficult question. I suppose based on Galway yesterday, it, it's an eye opener around how quick and how fast the the injury problem can become a major, major issue. Like um Kerry are in the mix and I think Dublin as well. They're my two uh out of what's left. That's provided there's no big injuries to the likes of Clifford or Conor Callahan. Like if either of them two are missing out of them groups all of a sudden you you realise that they're they're very human and you're not so sure that they could they could knock the lights out against the Mayo or Tyrone. Um but at the moment as I see it it's going to be Kerry and Dublin that are going to be between those two. All right. Kerry we'll leave it there. Good stuff. Thanks a million. Thanks very much, guys. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.